Hello, sacred sacred beings. beings. Welcome to Sacred Sister Podcast. Join us as we normalize the magic and sacralize the mundane. Expanding consciousness and deepening awareness to support you in leading a life full of healing, meaning, and magic. I'm your host, Britt Lynn, energetic cartographer and personal transformation coach. I'm your host, Tana Lina, a certified astrologer, rebirth coach, and sorceress. If you're brand new here, welcome, beloved. We are so grateful, so happy to have you here. If you're a seasoned sacred being, welcome back. Thank you so much for your support, for your listenership, and we look forward to seeing you in the show. Let's dive in. Hello, sacred beings, and welcome to another episode of Sacred Sister Podcast. I'm your host, Britt Lynn. This is the season seven finale. If this is your first time here, wow, you've picked a real doozy to start out listening to Sacred Sister Podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today. I'm going to be diving into all things Phoenix medicine, finding celebration in transition, and really allowing ourselves to, yes, feel into grief and loss and sadness that comes with death and dying, the rebirth cycle, but also mostly feeling into celebration in transition letting go of grieving the past and feeling into the expansiveness of the future that you're creating for yourself. (laughs) So I'm here in my beautiful little setup. We started releasing the video for these personal episodes on YouTube. If you're not following us on YouTube and you are a lover of witnessing video content as podcast episodes and interviews are recorded, definitely follow us on Sacred Sister Podcast on YouTube. (sighs) Currently, I think we're halfway through season five or so with getting the videos uploaded. It definitely takes a while when you have 130 episodes to upload. And I'm in love with my office. I'm in love with what it's turned into. (laughs) I'm just sitting here lighting some Palo Santo right now. If you are in a space that you are feeling resonant with, with feeling into and activating more ceremonial gestures to sit with sacred information like this. Ooh, I just started getting a really big right ear activation right now. (laughs) Mm. If you find yourself driving and unable to light, say, a Palo Santo stick, a white sage smudge wand, any manner of smoke tools that you utilize to cleanse your space, envision yourself being surrounded in a cloud of Palo Santo smoke right now. Hmm. (laughs) Welcoming in this message, welcoming in the thought streams that want to bring themselves forward. The energy is now webbing, ebbing, webbing, Hmm, interesting with the spider correlation. It is now ebbing from the lunar eclipse, this full moon that we just experienced in Scorpio. And it's really cool the way that this came together. Um, this episode. I've been really sitting with what I want to release. This is my final episode before I become a mother. I'm literally 40 weeks pregnant tomorrow (laughs) and baby is literally coming anytime he has the hiccups in my belly right now. (laughs) And I was really feeling into what, what is this final episode of season seven right at the end of the lunar eclipse right at the end of my maidenhood as I enter motherhood, what wants to come through? What's really, really, really big and deep and fiery on my heart? 
And what do I witness circulating within the collective? This is where synchronistic weavings really come in. And I must say, before I even get started with this, I am here (laughs) on the verge of sweating profusely. I'm actually about to turn my fan on. (laughs) And my feet are like sausages. (laughs) I went on my walk a little while ago. I've been walking a lot to just prompt and urge baby P's arrival And I have my midwife on speed dial, and actually the midwife that I have who's going to be coming in uh, facilitating or sitting with me during the home birth that we're having here at our house, uh, birthed Hannah's son, Jacob. (laughs) It's so fun (laughs) being so conscious in a place like Las Vegas because the community is so small here. Vegas is a huge place, and I know that it's known for a lot of things, but it's just so fun that the community is actually quite small, especially these type of, types of naturopathic conscious communities. So many people know so many people. <laughs> and I just had another girlfriend who um, Curtis knew in high school, and she also shared my midwife, and she gave birth to her babe like a week and a half ago. So it's honestly just crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> that I am about to have a baby. (laughs) And I'm so excited to get more into this. In this episode, I am someone who literally, one of my biggest fears was becoming a parent. No joke. Like I've attended Hannah's Blessing Ways, the last two children that she's had. And usually people are like, Britt, you and Curtis, like when are y'all going to have a baby? You know, we've been together for 10 years now. And I've always just been like, nope, (laughs) not on the docket, (laughs) not on the timeline that we're manifesting necessarily. For years, that was my truth. For years, that was my reality. And it really only was until last year that I started shifting within that timeline and envisioning something deeper for myself as a result of losing two babies last year, one in January and then an ectopic pregnancy in April. And then still just being really deep in the midst of grief for my parents. It was excruciatingly painful to envision starting a family and growing a family, having and holding a family without my parents here to experience and walk and guide me through it. For those of you who this is your very first episode and you're like, what is she talking about? This sounds like a lot of loss. In 2019, my mom passed away from a bone marrow stem cell transplant that her body wasn't able to intake. She died of a cancer treatment. She had rare forms of blood and bone marrow cancer. And my dad passed 20 months and two days later in a very sudden, very tragic motorcycle accident. They were deeply, deeply in love, and it's not a huge surprise for many people that my parents kind of went one right after the other. They were married 35 beautiful years, and they were our hallmark figures for what a loving, healthful marriage looks like. You probably hear Picasso downstairs. (laughs) Curtis just got home from the climbing gym. In the midst of all this loss, I'm so open about it. For me, this is something that is very therapeutic to talk about, to speak on, to own, and to really normalize conversation around. So many of us have struggles that we may not be sharing or telling anyone about. And for those reasons, I'm really unapologetic about the conversations that I bring forward about loss about the life-death-rebirth cycle. As a matter of fact, that was one of the inspirations for offering this episode today because in experiencing the Scorpio lunar eclipse, there were a lot of synchronistic weavings pulling on my threads. One, in the Western astrology system, my north node, my soul's mission, 
what I strive to experience and know deeply in this lifetime is in the house of Scorpio, the eighth house. And just between at zero degrees between Aquarius and Pisces. This brings about a really expansive peacefulness, a really excited embodiment in the realm of taboos and in the realm of death. And within that Scorpio energy, the the Scorpio holds various animal guides as their totem. We know Scorpio, Latin for scorpion. This is the constellation that we see in the sky depicting and denoting the Scorpio constellation. And the exalted figure for the Scorpio archetype is the phoenix. And the phoenix, when we think symbolically of what this animal, what this guide represents, what this strong, fierce figure is in our lives. It is this mystical bird, a mystical creature, who sets flame to themselves again and again and again and again, allowing themselves to fall to ash, to disintegrate into nothingness. And from that bed of ashes rises again. There is no more power-filled figure in my life. And the reason for this is because the phoenix is deeply, deeply woven into the fabric of my being. And the energy that I am here to know so deeply that I have been knowing since I was a child My life has been littered with life, death, rebirth cycles and processes in a very dramatic way. I've had a big story, lots and lots of trauma that grew me very quickly. And when I discovered human design, it led me into an even deeper process of self-awareness and like really owning my path, my dharma. Because my incarnation cross in human design is the right angle cross of the sleeping phoenix. And this incarnation cross, when we look at human design and all these aspects that are denoted by our birth time, date, and location, just like astrology, the incarnation cross is the cross that we're here to bear. It is what we are, similarly to our north node, what we are deeply curious to learn more about, to experience on a deep level, on a cellular level, to allow transformation to happen within and an alchemization process to take form within, to grow us, to expand us. So with that being said, I've already been talking on the Phoenix energy, who this figure represents in our lives. And I want to turn the question now to you. What are you finding in your life that is in the process of dying or has just died? And how are you feeling in the process? What is it that you are rebirthing as a result of experiencing this death in your life? Are you more in the stage of grieving or are you more excited about what's to come? Are you more in a state of exhaustion because it has taken so long for you to let this thing die? Or are you in absolute jubilation at what's to come, at what you're creating, at the opportunity that you're taking in this death cycle? You know, I I received a voice message from my hypnotherapist, Nikki Cosmo, today. We featured her, I want to say, last season in a really beautiful episode on death and grief and hypnotherapy. It was a beautiful episode. And she mentioned in her Instagram story that she's been holding a lot of space for duality recently. And that is so much of what the Phoenix energy and the life-death-rebirth cycle really 
brings for us to feel into. There is this really beautiful, big, lively, vibrant, vital, literally vital, (laughs) with a pulse, living, breathing, pole of the dual spectrum. Life. And on the other end of the spectrum, death. And death carries in it so many pieces of its own medicine and also this tone of finality, of ending. Which, depending on our relationship with what is ending and endings in general, it can can tear us to shreds. It can lead us into such a state of rejection of the reality of fear of what is to come. Like, who am I without this thing? Who am I without this trait, without this person, without this relationship, without this job? And at the same time, it allows for this really, really beautiful communion to come into deeper knowing with our own spirit. Because the spirit knows, (laughs) the spirit knows what's alive and what's dead within us. The spirit knows what wants to be released and what wants to be expanded into within us. The spirit knows what is pulling us deeper downward, what is shielding us, hiding us from our own most massive expression And what's literally trying to drag us underwater. I love living in the in-between space. Although it can be very confusing. And this is what I was talking to my girlfriend Nikki Cosmo about. (laughs) I was telling her, girl, with a Gemini sun and a Sagittarius moon, I live in the realm of duality most days of my life. It is the most dynamic and also at times the most confusing space to be in because you're constantly holding the potential for both ends of the spectrum. And I know that for myself. (laughs) And I'm sure that a lot of you listening right now know that for yourself too. Because as much as we can be in celebration of what is unfolding in our lives and the blessings and the abundance and the opportunities and the transformation and all of the beautiful celebrations in our lives, we can very, 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 very much and likely all of us are holding space for something like this in our lives right now. Also in deep, deep mourning and deep, deep grieving, deep, deep sadness over something else that's going on in our lives, <laughs> something that we wish that we could control or something that we really wish weren't panning out the way that it is. And there are so many people and spiritual teachers as well, teachers in general, in the mentorship, the coaching space, that do err on the side of choose the light. (laughs) And I know, I know, I know it, I feel it in my bones, that it is one of my most divine and deep dharmic purposes to come from a very neutral space that says, yeah, let's hold, hold space for them both. Both of them have equally as deep as vibrant medicine within them to teach us. And you may not know one without knowing the other. This feeds the next. The darkness knows the light. The light knows the darkness. It is a sibling relationship that when we try to sever or ignore one or the other, we do ourselves a disservice. And it actually speaks to a deeper piece of fear within us that may not be able to energetically hold space for both just yet. (laughs) This is the inner work process. This This is the beauty of transformation and alchemy work. I love being the person that I am that neutralizes the space between great sadness and great celebration. 
As a matter of fact, we recently ended sidestepping social round 17 and this round, holy crow, every single round is so different because we're working with different cosmic astrological energies. It starts always on the first quarter moon and leads up to the full moon. We're always in a different sun season, not only these astrological pieces, but each round individuals are different who come into the space. And not only are individuals different, but everyone has different things going on inside of their lives as well for the returning people. And inside of this space, we have seen people leaving their jobs that are no longer resonant for them, moving homes, getting into their dream home, getting their dream jobs, literally having babies. We just had Julie Reinhardt have her first uh, daughter a couple weeks ago. And we're witnessing babes on their fertility journey. Like we're just living life with each other month after month after month. And this round in particular was so emotional for so many people. We were working a lot with earth and fire energy with Taurus season and the Leo first quarter moon that we had just passed. And wow, we just sunk so deeply into our embodied artist and self-appreciation and self-celebration. Um, I introduced a concept called the leading lady. And with that first quarter moon in Leo, it really prompts us to challenge ourselves and feel into where we don't allow ourselves to be the leading role in our lives that like tries to shut ourselves down or make ourselves smaller. Say like, who am I to be so big? Who am I to be so bright? Who am I to be the star? Who am I to be the lead performer in my own play? (laughs) You know, so many of us do this to ourselves. And I introduced the concept of the leading lady. And I said, imagine a person that you most admire in your life and you being their fan and admiring so many aspects of themselves. Now take a step off that pedestal and look at yourself in the same way. You are the leading lady of your life. What do you admire about her? What do you see in her that you don't often tell her? We wrote letters to our leading lady. This was a concept that just it just blew everyone's minds. <laughs> they were like, oh my God, when I look at myself from that perspective, I'm such a badass. And if I saw a movie that I was the lead role in it, I would be so proud of myself because of the way that I walk myself through fires again and again and again. I would be my biggest fan, hands down. And these are the types of relationships that each and every one of us deserve. And In order for us, this comes back to the Phoenix topic, in order for us to really accept ourselves on such a deep level and come into such self-celebration and admiration for who we are and the energies that we have come to express, the gifts that we have come to hone, the skills that we are here to dive into, the people that we are here to serve, the relationships that we are here to have, the children that we're here to parent, the partners that we're here to praise. A lot of shit has to die in order for us to allow ourselves to be such a monumental figure in our lives. We are stepping into unfounded places healing ancestral trauma, rejecting societal conditioning. We are standing as conscious beings and saying, no more do I abandon myself. No more. Do you ever hear words like personal transformation and spiritual expansion, but don't quite know what that consists of or how to get started? Today, I have a very special invitation for you as two beautiful 40-minute free freebies (laughs) have launched within the Hello Self world. 
My intention in creating these freebies was to make personal transformation and spiritual expansion approachable and inviting for everyone and anyone who wishes to enter the space. If you're more of a masculine learner, someone who loves diving into information based on pragmatic approaches, logic, detail-oriented, notation-taking, more of a student type of mindset who wants to sit down, learn, and loves a methodical process in order to do so, you're going to want to gain access to the seven pillar process of transformation, the 40 minute training that really takes you into what the seven pillars of transformation are and how you can begin endeavoring these processes today, right now in your own life. I've had clients give feedback to me that this free training alone has implemented absolutely life-changing results and it's been a beautiful initiation process for them to begin dipping toes in the Hello Self world. If you find yourself as more of a feminine learner, someone who loves to feel deeply into an experience, to visualize, who loves guided meditations, who loves really sinking themselves into a process, then Adventure Your Inner Self Landscape is for you. Adventure Your Inner Self Landscape is a 40-minute guided meditation in which I take you through this really beautiful experience as you begin to literally adventure your own inner self-mapping system. Gaining awareness over what your current environment, climate, ecosystem, landscape really looks like adorning yourself to adventure a process, witnessing the future timeline that you're striding toward, and beginning to endeavor that journey. Both of these freebies are so power-filled, and I'm really excited to offer them to you. To gain access to these awesome freebies, go to my Instagram at Britlin Rising and click on the link in my bio, or you can head over to my website at BritlinLaBeouf.com. You can also find the links to download in the episode description of this episode. Enjoy and may your personal transformation process and pathway be power-filled, illuminating, and deliver you to turn your wildest dreams into your most abundant reality. Will I live with this hatred of my body? With this hatred of my identity? With this hatred of my persona? Of my shortcomings? Of my imperfections? No longer am I at war with myself. And that is a monumental step that will change the trajectory of our lives. You know, I was listening while I was on my walk just now at the park. I was catching up on some of the Exponential April voice messages from one of my mentors, Shoshana Raven. She started this beautiful activation called The Club. And this is my, well, now I'm in the third month of May investing in it, but exponential April was the second month and just feeling into pregnancy. I haven't really been up to date with the voice messages, but the whole, the whole program is about really pressing your own edges, expanding in various ways, shapes, and forms. And she was touching on something that I really want to bring into this conversation There was a voice note that was titled, It's easier to 10x than to 2x. And she was more speaking in the realm of business and income. And I was really thinking about energetic quantum leaps and how it's so true. How how when we allow ourselves to really decide for ourselves, this is no longer going to be my standard. I am here to rise. I want to know a life like no one's ever heard of. I am the leading lady of my own star-studded movie. And I am so in love with who it is that I am and what it is that I do and what it is that I'm interested in. And I wouldn't rather be anyone else in the entire world than myself. And I am obsessed with my specific astrology chart. 
And there's nothing I love studying more than my human design chart. (laughs) There are no more interesting aspects of life that I can feel into than my own gene keys, (laughs) than my own personal chakra system, than my own self-study. There's nothing that excites me more than me. (laughs) I am amazing. It's so funny. I was walking around the park today and I thought that I was like, I am amazing. And then you know what's funny? This voice came into my head and was like, oh my God, so many people would think that your ego is so big and you're so full of yourself to hear you say or proclaim, I am amazing. But it's interesting. Today I posted a reel on projections and how to release and not intake other people's lacking in resonant projections of you, allowing it to fortify this self-relationship that you have and like who you know yourself to be. Because when you know who you are, those projections that aren't resonant with you can just roll off your back and you remain unoffended, unfettered energetically. And what it is that I was thinking is my life amazes me. I amaze myself. The way that I handle life, the way that I move through life, the way that I make decisions. Recently, home birthing, recently, the whole reason the projection piece came up was because recently (laughs) I have started receiving a ton of projections from people that are close to me on various aspects of my home birth plan. And At first, it really triggered me because I was like, why are they showing up like this? And I just want them to support me. And like, why are they telling me this stuff? Like, (laughs) does it feel supportive for them to tell me? Because it doesn't feel supportive to receive. And I went on this whole mental tangent about being bothered by these people's projections. And then I left Hannah a 20-minute voice note. And those of you that know, Hannah is the co-host of Sacred Sister Podcast. She and I are not only business partners, we are literally best friends. (laughs) We are sacred sisters. We are talking every single day of our lives. And she's the person that I reach out to whenever I'm having like a spiritual, emotional, mental struggle. Um, Obviously not every single case, but she's my sacred sister. And when something is heavy on my heart, best believe I'm reaching out to her. This is what sacred sisterhood is. It is your divine mirror in another embodiment who is here to witness you and remind you of who it is that you are and the path that you're here to stride. We love being that for each other. I was leaving her a tearful voice message about these projections. And I was like, you know, just giving her all the details and crying a lot. And she messaged me back and she was just saying, you know, this is such a blessing. So I get to the end of the voice message and I had this realization through all my tears. I was like, why are you letting yourself get so sad about this? Why are you leaning into so much of the Cancerian indulgently sad energy? Why can't they just show up for me? It's a cancer shadow to be victimized, to be the victim in a scenario. And I was like, why am I letting them affect me like this so much? It's obviously just a window and a portal for me to see who this person is more deeply. And because they are this person doesn't make them bad or wrong or ugly. It just means that I need to ground down into my own self and protect my walls a little bit better. Not be so energetically permeable. And from that space, I sat up straight in my bed. I wiped the tears from my eyes. And as I was leaving this voice message, I was having this realization. And Hannah goes, yeah, I think you're right. I think this is such a blessing for you to realize right now. You're entering a really deep portal of home birth. And you don't have time or space for this bullshit. (laughs) She didn't say that, but basically that's what she was saying. (laughs) Fortify yourself. You will benefit so much from fortifying yourself over wishing and wishing and wishing that this person was showing up differently for you. We can always utilize these triggers from other people. We can always witness these triggers as a call deeper into our own selves to fortify ourselves. And in that place, 
victimhood dies. Do you see how I've been telling quite a few stories and it might not be the most direct line of messaging (laughs) as far as how all of this has to do with the Phoenix energy, but it all does, do you see? The whole piece on the Phoenix energy, the medicine that the Phoenix has for us, is the same medicine as the full moon has for us every single month. The same same thing that the Scorpio lunar eclipse just took us through as well. Every full moon, we know this. What is no longer serving me? What am I ready to release? What am I ready to let go of? What is it that I would benefit from shifting my perspective on, from reframing, from rebirthing? And in a moment... You can do that for yourself. I can do that for myself. And in this way, a mini life-death-rebirth cycle is starting and ending, continuing onward. Each and every one of us has thousands, likely, of life-death-rebirth cycles that are circulating in our midst And for myself, as an energetic cartographer and having clientele that I am invited into their world, into their inner self landscape, this is the work that we do together. When they come to me and say, I have no confidence in myself, I really want to figure this out. I really want to know what genuine self-love feels like. I really want to know my own sexual sacral chakra expression on a deeper level. Can we get into sex magic? Can we get into sacral chakra wounds? Can we get into my severe deficiency within my root chakra? I want to know freedom in this space. I want to stop being so hard on myself. This is literally what I do (laughs) with people. It's what I'm obsessed with in the most healthful way, because I know how valuable it is to enact and activate, to guide ourselves through sustainable transformation processes within our own consciousness. Everything shifts. Everything changes. You truly feel like a different version of yourself. It is the most life-giving, dynamic, process that in my words, in my definition, gives so much life and meaning and purpose, which I believe there is no more important skill to know how to activate in this day and age. With as sick as people are, with as rampant as mental illness is, with as addicted and distracted and avoidant and disconnected as people can be. I don't just live in a realm of spiritual fantasy. I live in a realm that is very deeply connected to the matrix. I live in Las Vegas, for heaven's sakes. I live in a space where I am communing with my blood family, my law family, like my married family, my extended family. You know, sometimes in the spiritual community, we can get so isolated. We isolate ourselves and we only really want to be in touch with people that are on our level vibrationally, energetically, consciously. And that's just not reality. (laughs) That's not reality for the majority of people. If you live If your family is highly conscious and y'all are on all on the same page, dope. You are very, very blessed, my friend. But for the majority of us, this is just not, it's not realistic. It's not a reality, nor should we want for it to be necessarily. For me, there's no more dynamic way to live than just allowing people to be who they are and me being who I am. And not expecting, you know, other people to be ultra conscious. (laughs) 
It's like when we expect these things of people, we are also setting ourselves up for severe sadness (laughs) and lots of suffering. Oh my gosh, I feel like this episode has been all over the place in the best way possible. I'm telling you, I haven't had a personal episode in a long time. And with this being the end of season seven and Sacred Sister podcast being about to take a break, I don't even know when season eight is going to start yet. However, we have started contacting season eight guests and I am so excited for who it is that's going to be blessing our Sacred Sister podcast stage for next season. We don't know when it's starting, but we will likely be taking at least a six-week break as I enter motherhood. (laughs) And honestly, there is a lot in my own brand and business that's going to be shifting and changing during these next months. I'm very, very excited. I feel like this has been a wonderful episode to help you really feel into my values my energy. Yes, I am a Gemini sun, Taurus Gemini at zero degrees, right on the cusp. And there is nothing that I love more than sharing my thoughts, insights, and methods that have really, really helped me just change so much. If you've been here for a while, you know what my past has consisted of. You know how traumatized I have been and the fires that I've had to walk myself through. You're so not alone in your struggle. This is why I've devoted myself to sharing, to living big, to move in a direction that so many people don't move in. (laughs) I was going to touch on this earlier and it feels resonant now before I come to the end of the episode. In this home birthing experience and just pregnancy journey and the way that I've navigated it in general, I have come into such insane clarity at how uncommon the way that I move about the world really is. How uncommon the things that circulate in my consciousness are. And it gives me such immense peace to make peace with that. To not want to alienate myself, ostracize myself, wish that I fit in with other people. I have been the odd man out and the sore thumb (laughs) and the weirdo (laughs) ever since I was a child, ever since I was a child and really reflecting on those aspects of my childhood now during pregnancy have just flooded me with so much compassion for my inner child and for the little Brittany that her entire life felt so isolated and felt so ostracized and felt so unloved and unlovable. And I know that there are little pieces of this wound inside of so many of us. So I stand as a monolith figure who says, oh my gosh, (laughs) as we integrate these aspects of ourselves, our life opens in wider and wider and wider ways. You don't even know what your life could become. You don't even know the embodiment that you'll take. You don't even know the gifts that will come online. You don't even know the potential of what it is that you are here to do, how it is that you're here to serve. It's your wildest dream and then some. It's your wildest dream amplified by a hundred thousand million. (laughs) There's only one of you in existence. There only ever has been one of you in existence. 
out of the 12 billion people or so, no, trillion, that I've ever lived. I don't know what that stat is. (laughs) I don't know those maths right now. (laughs) But my goodness, it is such a pleasure to be here with you. I love you so, so, so much. Thank you so, so, so much for being here. It's so fun because I am here with my notes and I haven't looked down at them one time. And I was intending on speaking on the death and rebirth processes in life, love, and business. I touched on a lot of that. (laughs) In the realm of the phoenix in business, I'll put this in right now at the end of the episode. (laughs) Hannah and I are in a death process with some aspects of Sacred Sister Podcast. We are in rebirth phases in other aspects of the Sacred Sister Podcast brand and business. We have realized over the years, this started as our passion project. This literally started in Hannah's guest bedroom in her house on my iPhone We would just push record and put the phone between us and have a conversation eye to eye. And, you know, I would drive to her house once a week. And we said there are definitely people that would benefit from sitting with their sisters, just like they were sitting here with us having this conversation right now, who don't feel like they have friends, family, loved ones to connect with on these more metaphysical (laughs) concepts. So why not us? And that was in 2019 and over seven seasons and 130 plus episodes, so many mind-blowing conversations with so many leaders and experts in their fields. While these have been incredibly expansive conversations, We also have not enacted a business plan to make this a lucrative aspect of work for us. (laughs) The Passion Project has lived for four years now, and we have put thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars into the curation of this through various employees and virtual assistants and all kinds of aspects behind the scenes that y'all don't know about. And at the same time, She and I are expanding our own personal brands and businesses so much right now, and we've realized that it just doesn't make sense (laughs) to continue Sacred Sister Podcast in the way that we have been doing it moving forward. So we don't 100% know what it's going to look like. We're deep in the phases of like really feeling into what that is right now, but in full transparency, I wanted to let you know because this is what's real for us. (laughs) And as passionate as this project has been, both of our husbands have been looking at us for years like, y'all are crazy. (laughs) And yeah, that's where we're at. (laughs) So we're very, very excited for all of the rebirth that's happening in our lives with my son coming with Sacred Sister Podcast Season 8 coming, with showing up in a brand new way in my own brand and business, Hello Self, really starting to dive into and like integrating the deep fears and the wounds and the lack in confidence that I've had around being original. This goes into an entirely different conversation, but it... it it has been one of the deepest insecurities of mine to be original and to teach energetic cartography at the scale that I want to, to really break down these systems in the way that my mind sees them so clearly and the ways that I have transformed my life in so many epic ways. This is brand new in the space. There is nothing like energetic cartography, this concept, this system as a roadmap of personal transformation in the coaching industry, in the mentorship space, 
it's all brand new and it's been terrifying for me to feel into. I have been pulling the biggest weeds (laughs) to uproot these insecurities that were (laughs) fortified into me when I was a very, very young child. And maybe one day I, I know that I'll tell these stories inside of the Hello Self world. And I'm excited to because it brings so much life and vibrancy to what the alchemy process that lives inside of transformation really speaks to. Because all of us have these. All of us have these fears. All of us have these aspects of ourselves that are keeping us from our most vital and vibrant state. And what energetic cartography represents is the map and the pathway in order to find, to excavate our inner self landscape and pull these weeds, (laughs) alchemize them into medicine and stride in the biggest way that we don't even know how yet. (laughs) With that being said, I love you so much. If you want to stay in touch with me, I highly recommend going onto my Instagram at Britlin Rising and joining my inner circle community. I was speaking on sidestepping social to sink into self, my monthly run seven day guided and intentional social media cleanse. Would love to have you in the space if you're looking to really dive into sisterhood and deepening your self relationship in sisterhood. So good. We have another round starting on May 27th. And I'd love to welcome you into the space. I also have my wait list up for one, three, six, and 12 month mentorship containers. One and three is the wild within, which is my signature program. And the six and 12 month containers are full spectrum stride where you basically have me in your back pocket and we're able to communicate on Voxer. You have bi-weekly sessions with me and every month I'm facilitating new and full moon ceremony just with you personally curated to what it is that's moving and circulating that you're transforming in your own life. And there are other goodies, offerings to feel into on my website as well. Love you so, so much. Thank you so much for being here with me and onwards and upwards. I'll see you on the other side of motherhood. (laughs) Love you so much. Bye. (laughs) Mm, Thank you so much for listening to this episode, beloved. If you found the ideas, concept, message, and mission to be in alignment with what you want to see and hear rippling throughout the collective, for heaven's sake, we invite you to be a part of that ripple creation and share it with your sacred sisters, brothers, and beings alike. You have no idea the impact a simple share can make in someone's day, in their life, in their growth. Another way to share your support is by leaving us a rating or review on the app you're tuning into this from. If your Instagram feed is in need of more uplifting, conscious, spiritual content, follow us at Sacred Sister Podcast. So with that being said, we hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and we'll see you in the next episode. Namaste, beloved. Bye.